What is up, guys, and welcome to the Maximum Potency Podcast. I am your host, Lissa Scott, health coach, CrossFit coach, and online entrepreneur, and I am here to talk about health, fitness, grabbing life by the horns, and doing everything we can to live at maximum potency. Through a combination of solo cast and interviews, you will be hearing from health professionals, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and people who are just taking life and running with it. So if you are interested in creating a life that you love, one brimming with energy and adventure and art, and you are someone who is hungry for growth, pursuing greatness and expression of self, you are in good company. Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so happy that you found your way to this podcast. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. All right. So today, guys, welcome to episode five. I have on with me today, Ron White, co-owner of CrossFit Tried and True. He is the head coach over there, a fellow athlete, an encourager, and super energetic, make it happen kind of dude. Um, Our whole entire friendship was started by pull-ups. Ron, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell them that story about the pull-ups? <laughs> you know, I honestly, I don't remember where it started. I can't remember uh, if you messaged me or I messaged you, but you know, I just remember that you were frustrated and, and I, saw, I saw a simpler solution for you to be able to help you develop something and I let you have, I let, I I offered that solution up to you and you chose to put it into work and now we're friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like up at NEPA CrossFit. Uh, I was in college at the time and you were training there at the time. And just, I was like, who is this dude with this crazy energy? Who's like dancing, screaming, laughing. Like you're such a loud person. And I think that translates really, really well into your coaching. Um, but what I'm the most inspired by is the way that you are constantly trying to make both yourself and the people around you better. Um, where does that come from? I just, I know what it's like to hurt. Yeah. I know what it's like to not have people encourage me. I know what it's like to not know which direction I'm going. I know what it's like to feel like a failure and if I can help anybody prevent that for themselves, then I want to be able to do that. If, if I can help anyone avoid the shit that I've been through, then come talk to me and, and let's get you out of there. Cause it sucks. <laughs> like, I mean, just yeah, yeah. To simplify it. It's just feeling that, that feeling of being alone in this world is awful. And that drives me to one, never feel that way again. And to two, make sure everybody that's around me don't, doesn't feel that way. Right. 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 And I feel like you said, you know, to avoid feeling that way. But even if they're in the thick of it, 
I think that you're really good at, at identifying that and sticking a hand out and saying, yo, dude, like, that's beautiful. Hmm. So, all right, jumping around a little bit. Um, that got really deep, really fast. Not surprised. <laughs> Super happy, actually. And I just wanted to tap on a couple of things for some context for the audience so they know who the heck you are and what you do. Um, how did you find CrossFit? How the heck did you get to this place? So in 2006, my first child was born and I thought that that meant that I had to stop doing everything um, and stay home all the time. I'm a, and it's like you said, I'm an energetic person. Like I want to be doing something um, a lot. So I found ways to occupy myself in, in my house and, you know, and, and that turned into the senses of, you know, playing video games um, and without even thinking about it, it turned into probably some binge eating. I don't, I don't really recall like how, like sitting there and just stuffing my face, but being sedentary and overeating turned me into almost a 260 pound version of myself which at a barely five foot seven and a half frame is, is <laughs> not a, where you wanted to be is a, is a very large person. And, yeah. um, and I looked at my fast forward a year, I looked at my one year old son and thought to myself, well, this little bastard is going to be talking soon. And the last words that I want to hear him say ever is, dad why are you fat or dad you're fat you know or dad why can't you play with me and i knew i knew it was time for a change and i wasn't too sure what that change was going to look like but it was a uh, it was somewhere near christmas time and i was bored at home on a saturday night flipping through the channels and I saw that there was a UFC pay-per-view on that night. So I ordered it. And I remember one of the fighters, Forrest Griffin, was fighting. And, and I just remember looking at the fighters and thinking like, man, these guys, these, are, these guys look good. These guys, yeah. you know, these, guys, these guys have a body type that I think looks awesome. Like, I was like, if, if I had a desired body type, like, I think that's the desired body type I would like to have. And I was working at a sporting goods store at the time and a local martial arts studio owner would frequent that store. So I knew there was a place in town that was doing the thing, you know? And so I think it was January 2nd. Yeah. I was a new year's resolutioner. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been January 1st, but I don't think they weren't open. Uh, January 2nd, 2008, I walked into a martial arts studio and it was, <laughs> and I got choked and, I, <laughs> and all I wanted to know was how do I not let that happen again? It wasn't a how do I do that? 
It was a, how do I prevent that from happening? Because that sucked. Yeah. And, and by the end of the class, I was drenched in sweat and I was excited because it was an activity that was, that was fun and it right. didn't, didn't feel like exercise, even though it was. And, um, and I was just like all in, I lost, I, I started doing like the, I guess it was like one of the fads at the time. It was like, you know, eat smaller meals, but eat more often throughout the day. So I was like, okay, cool. And like, I knew like, I knew like it was probably smarter to eat more vegetables and, you know, avoid certain things. But like, I wasn't super strict about it. I didn't go looking for any information. I just did what I thought was right. And I went hard as fuck for six months. And then one of the things that really helped was, and I didn't even realize I was doing this at the time, but I put a date on the calendar. I signed up for a fight, an amateur, oh. I signed up for an amateur fight and chose a weight class that I was like 20 to 30 pounds away from. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I can remember the time frame that I had to reach the weight class, but I made it. So yeah. the highest number that I can vaguely recall seeing on the scale, I want to say was 257. Okay. And by June, and that was the end of 2007. And by June of 2008, I weighed in for my first fight at 167.9 pounds. Oh my word. Or maybe it was, or maybe it was like 173. It was somewhere, New the New Jersey fight scene had weird weight classes for, for amateurs. So, <laughs> So whatever was in that 160, high 160s, low 170s range, I made weight for that fight. And, and then I won that fight. My word, so, so exciting. So the fire was lit, right? Yeah, yeah. Fast forward, I lose my second fight. I win my third fight. Oh, I lose my second fight because my opponent was a really good wrestler. And okay. at the time, I really enjoyed stand-up fighting more. So I just kept getting taken down, getting taken down, getting taken down. At the end of the fight, uh, a man from Scranton, Pennsylvania, comes up to me and introduces himself. His name was Jeff Reese. Jeff Reese, as long as I have known him and probably plenty years before, owns a jiu-jitsu school in Scranton and invited me to come visit. And we became friends. And I, I you know, I really dove into the jiu-jitsu world uh, for really hard. Like, one, to the point where I originally wanted to pursue my black belt and open a jiu-jitsu school. Because okay. by then I had fallen in love with instructing. Because, you know, you teach somebody something, you see their eyes light up and you're like, oh, man, that's awesome. And so I asked him, little rewind real quick. I learned early on that if somebody had something that I wanted, I needed to go spend time with them and learn yeah. how to do it. Not to be jealous of them, 
but to go learn from them, to go be a sponge. So I asked him if I could spend a day with him. He said, fuck yeah, dude, come on up. So I went up, I took the morning jujitsu class and uh, we, we grabbed lunch and we went back to the gym and he was like, I'm gonna do my workout now. And I remember this, he was doing power cleans. I had never seen a power clean. And now mind you that I was going to the YMCA and doing the cardio and you know, like doing what I thought was cool. I was doing dumbbell snatches because I found some like thing in like men's health or something that showed dumbbell snatches. Oh my word. And, but I had never seen a power clean and I was like, what is that? And he told me what a power clean was. I like, he let me try it. And mind you, he was like 20 pounds smaller than me. And I wasn't even able to power clean his body weight. And like, I thought that I was strong. Right. I had this same thing happen, right? You think you're in shape and then you start doing something and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh my. And that was stupid humbling. So we walked over to the computer and he showed me what CrossFit.com was, told me that he was doing CrossFit and that's how I found CrossFit. And the progression from there, which was some, somewhere in 2009 to 2011 was like, I was dabbling, I wasn't doing CrossFit. Uh, in 2011, when I got my level one, that's when I was like, okay, now, now I understand. Now I'm doing CrossFit. And what's funny is when I got my level two, I thought the same thing again. I was like, I wasn't doing CrossFit. <laughs> right. I, uh, but I, but I was after that fact. But yeah, that's my origin story of how yeah. I CrossFit. And then now you're co-owning a gym and you're at the head coach. So you know the bullet point version of start. Where did you start coaching at originally? I started coaching at CrossFit Lewisburg. It was like two to three weeks after I had gotten my level one. I found out they were opening, and I went down and was like. I'm going to work out here, you know, um, and thankfully, cause at the time I couldn't afford it. Thankfully, right. thankfully they were like, we need you, you know, here's, it your, all works here's, out. here's your membership. Help us coach. Like, right. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, um, due to some circumstances that, uh, were pretty tough at the time. I was let go from that position and moved to a different gym where I met my current business partner and okay. and then we opened CrossFit Tried and True. And now, love it. now we're here six, six years later. I love it, I love it. Um, can you go back and speak to that for a minute? I hear this a lot. Somebody who's young and hungry, can't afford CrossFit. What are some of the ways that they can kind of hustle and either offset the membership or, you know, what, what have you seen? So a lot of people don't want to do this. You know, they, they don't, they don't want to work for free or at least they don't want to do it for very long. They don't want to pay their dues. Yeah. I worked, I worked for free for over a year. And like, not only that, which was a lesson learned. I poured my heart and soul into a gym that wasn't mine. Right. 
I fucked up and I got let go. That was on me. But that didn't take away from the fact of the lessons that I learned from going all in. Right. The fast food society that we live in has created the highest levels of impatience that I think humanity has seen. And nobody wants to actually earn anything anymore. Yeah. So what, what would you say to somebody who walks in the door and they say, what can I bring to your table to get my membership? I either discounted or for free. Is there anything that as a gym owner you would actually like benefit from? Number one, number one, the first thing would be to already know what you bring to the table. Right. Come to me with what you know you can do for me. Come to me with something that you would recognize that I don't want to do for myself. Yeah. If you see that there's something that you just can tell that I don't like doing, but you know that you wouldn't mind it, there you go. Yeah, I love that. Come and, come and take that off of my hands. Yeah. And then we can, then we have, a, then we have, we can have a conversation. Right. You know? um, I love that. The music got louder. Kids class is going on right now. Um, oh, yeah. Ron's at his gym right now, guys. <laughs> we are on a Zoom call because we live three and a half hours away from each other. <laughs> let's, just not, let's just not think about the fact of what could you do for me, but what could you do for anyone? Right. And number one, ask questions. A closed mouth is not going to eat. So you got to go and be like, what needs done that you don't want to do? Because I haven't been here long enough to be able to see that for myself. Let me take that off your hands. Let, yeah. me, let me make your life easier. Let me give you more time to do the things that you actually are good at or the things that you enjoy doing. Because sometimes the things that we enjoy aren't, aren't things that we're good at and that's okay. Right. But if you wanted to win me over, give me more time to do the, <laughs> time do the, freedom. Yeah. Do the things that I'm good at. You know, the, the things that I'm not good at are like, or, or the things that I don't enjoy doing, cooking, uh, cleaning the bathrooms. I know they need to be like, I know those are things that need to be done, but like, if I could delegate that to somebody else, let's rock and roll. If yeah. I could, if I could have somebody drive me from point A to point B, like if I could have a chauffeur, Oh my God. Like <laughs> you could get a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Those are, those are the things. Cause like, those are the things that would help me. I'm all right. about time. Like you said, time freedom, you know, to do the things that I want to do. Absolutely. I love that so much. And it also ties right in with you saying you wanted to learn. Uh, so you hung out with your friend for the day. In, in them serving you, they're being around you. And if they're wanting to come into your gym, they're probably wanting to learn from you. So mm -hmm. it like all ties in. I love that so much. Um, we're going to jump topics again because I'm it's super curious. Um, it's all going to come back around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and Jen do this little uh, daily message thing. If you guys go on Ron's story, he puts up a message board. It's like a little quote each day. What is that? How did it start? And why do you guys do it? So we recently, we recently shifted it to one week. Okay. Uh, we change it Sundays now. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jen is my fiance. Uh, so ideally, it's just a positive affirmation. 
sometimes comical. Jen, Jen has a great sense of humor. Uh, she leans, she leans more to the comedy side of things, and I lean more to the serious side of things. And I think that's a great yin and yang in our relationship because it's yeah. one of the best. It's one of the best things that's been about it is the fact that for 399 days I've been laughing. And, <laughs> yeah. And you'll recognize the number that's in the bottom left-hand corner of the message board. And that's the days that we've been together. And that does get changed every day, as long as we remember to. Sometimes, sometimes navigating the course of having five kids is busy. <laughs> yeah. But I believe that if you want to live a certain lifestyle, you need to start with creating the environment that that lifestyle would be in. And even if that's small, piece by piece by piece by piece, like the house could be a fucking mess. Yeah. But that positive affirmation is on the board. And I can look at that and remind myself that like this week's, this week says, you are here to be great. My life can be a shit storm. <laughs> and I can look at that and it's a reminder that, oh shit. Okay, let's pull it together. I am here to be great. It's time to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a mindset reminder for you guys. I love that. I love that so much. What would you say? 100% it's a mindset reminder. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I know that you're, oh, I'd and, say. And it started, it was a Mother's Day. It was a Mother's Day gift to Jen. Um, the, I, I wrote the message. The first message that was on it was, Happy Mother's Day, gorgeous. And then she, so that's what it read as she pulled it out of the bag. I love that so much. There you go. So simple, but so awesome. Um, I know that you're super focused on self-growth and always pushing yourself like in different areas of your life. What are some of the ways that you've poured the good stuff into your mind? And what are some of the qualities that you are focused on developing or refining in yourself right now? So I think that this gets its little bit of its own origin story uh, as well. So it all started, it's like the, the messy house, right? Yeah. You know? And then looking at that affirmation on the board, my life was a mess. I was a piece of shit. I did, I had piece of shit behaviors. I treated people like shit. And, and it wasn't until a handful of times that I lost things that I cared about from being a piece of shit. I lost that job at CrossFit Lewisburg because I was being a piece of shit. I lost my marriage because I was being a piece of shit. And like, those are all things that are, I look back and reflect on now and I've accepted and I'm okay with, but they hurt. They hurt yeah. bad. And so the course of growth that I have chosen to be on, and I didn't know it at the time, but it all stems to being a good human. And something that I learned recently is making sure that I'm a human being and not a human doing. That I'm actually, yeah. that I'm actually like, my actions are more important than 
my tasks that I'm accomplishing. The way that I treat people is more important than the tasks that I'm accomplishing. The way that I show love and empathy is more important than the dollars that are in my bank account. And, and so- Give me the chills. I stumbled upon a huge influencer by the name of Trent Shelton, um, like 10 million YouTube followers. Yes, 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 yes. Love this guy. I stumbled upon him. And the first thing that I stumbled upon was it's like a six minute video and it's called Championship Mindset. And I probably watched some stupid motivational video before that, but it never hit home. And this one just, it just took me over. And I, and like, and these characteristics were like, you know, they're real. And, and if you're not familiar, it's all champions have the character, like five characteristics in common. And it's, I can't remember the exact order, but it's discipline, heart, uh, faith. two more and, I, and, and we'll come back to it I don't want to hold time up but those five characteristics were all the characteristics that I believe that a good human should have and slowly but surely like I just you know I found myself like more motivational videos I try to read a little bit here and there early on but over time you know what really got me was podcasts and because like I drove a lot and yeah. I stopped being excited about listening to music and I started being more excited about listening to people talk. And the podcast scene is amazing for personal growth. It led me to wanting to create content of in personal growth. It led me to now reading it led me to now journaling it led me to now having my own podcast to people wanting to interview me um and i don't know if i got off topic or not but like that's it comes back to just not being in pain yeah i want to be in pain and if i treat if i treat myself with kindness then I'm going to treat others with kindness. And the more kind you are, like, I feel painful situations avoid you. you Interesting. Know? Like, yeah. Or when you are in a painful situation, you have, you have people close to you that can help you get yourself out of it. Or you have habits, behaviors that help you get yourself out of it. Preach. Preach you know things that you can go and do or people you can go and talk to to get you out of the hole that you're in. Right. It all comes back together. I love that so much. So are there any uh, things that you're currently working on in yourself? Um, we're all in process always, but is there anything that's coming to mind? We're always in the process. So, so I'm currently involved in the active life immersion course it doesn't start till october 24th for me um but right now i'm doing a lot of growth in that space corrective corrective protocol exercise space uh if you, if if 
people want an understanding of what active life is. It is, you know, helping people get out of pain through exercise. And um, I'm obsessed. I love Aww. it. And I haven't been this fired up about something since the day I opened up my CrossFit level one. Oh hand. my word. Like, like, like CrossFit still fires me up, but like it's that same level of excitement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm also slowly pursuing my CrossFit level three. So I hate, despise, loathe the nutrition space in, in health and fitness. So I'm forcing myself to read all of the suggested articles on nutrition. And I'm currently reading the book, Enter the Zone by Dr. Barry Spear Sears, Sears, Spear Sears, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so those are the two things that I'm currently working on growing myself in as much as I can because I want to make sure that I can be the best and no, I want to be the best that I can be for the people that come to me. And the only way to be that is to never stop learning, to never stop wanting to grow. Like if, if yeah. I decide that, if I decide that I know it all, that's when the next person's going to come in and take everything that I've worked so hard for because, yeah. they're, because they're going to be the person that's on the path of growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, your approach to fitness, I'm sure that that's changed over the years tremendously. Um, I know there was times you were super competitive, times where you were more like, hey, my family comes first, um, different things for different seasons. Uh, I know that you and Jen spend a good amount of time just goofing around and playing and trampoline videos and all this good stuff. Uh, can you speak a little bit to the importance of play and how your gym life has benefited you outside of the gym walls so my approach to fitness fitness should be used as a tool to help you in your life activities if you are a competitive athlete then you need to train like a competitive athlete and that means training a lot that means it's work because your goal is to get paid to be an athlete so you better act like it's a nine to five job, okay? Yeah. And, you, and you've got to put in those hours, but you've also got to accept the fact that you are more likely to get injured if you're going to be putting in more work. It's the same concept of if you are a delivery driver, you're more likely to get into a car accident because you're going to spend more time behind the wheel. If you are a competitive athlete, you're more likely to get injured because you're going to spend more time playing the game or preparing yourself for the game. Yeah. So fitness is to make your life outside of the gym better. So I want to make sure that if I'm, if I'm going to be competing anytime soon, I'm going to fitness in a way that I'm to prepare myself for competing. If I'm not going to be competing, I'm going to fitness myself to a way that I'm not going to be competing. And in the past, in the course of the past two years, I've slowed down a lot in the competitive side of things. And I've moved towards more towards the, the just being prepared side of, side of things. Like I want to know that if 
the dog takes off, I have enough energy to chase after it. I want to know that if somebody calls me up and says, hey, Ron, you want to go on a 15-mile hike? And I have the time to do so, I don't need to prepare for that. I am prepared for that. Um, but I also want to know that if I were to hurt myself, that I wouldn't have to leave the gym space. I want to know what I can do when I do experience in injury. Because my outside of the gym activities, BMX riding and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and having fun with the kids and just having fun because I'm a fucking kid is, <laughs> is going to need to be prepared for. So just my approach to fitness is whatever you want to do outside of the gym, make sure your time spent inside the gym is preparing you for that. I love that. I love that so much. That's really concise. So good. So, two more things. Number one. We have about five more minutes, so. Yes. Let's, let's fill those minutes up. Yes. Number one, your mom recently started working mom! out with you. Yes. Mom! Gloria. <laughs> oh God. I talked about Gloria Tuesday night. I had my first public speaking engagement, and I talked about Gloria during that. Um, what do you want to know about Gloria? I know that was a monumental thing that she started training with you. And I know that that's been a recent passion that has uh, surfaced for you is training that demographic. Yeah. So my mom, like, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. I've, I've always loved working with older people. Um, and I hate saying older people. Let's say I love working with people who are further along in life. <laughs> And what's awesome is that there's this misconception that when you get further along in your life, you have to slow down. No, you don't have to slow down. You have to make sure that your body is prepared. I love it. And if you prepare your body, you don't have to slow down. And my mom found a group of people that inspired her to change. And during that change, my mom quit smoking, which was something that I've wanted her to do since I was a little kid. Aww. And, uh, and one day she started asking me questions about the gym and never, ever, ever, ever go after the people closest to you. Let them come to you. You have to be patient. It might take them 10 years like it did my mom, but you have to wait till they start asking you questions because if you try to push it on them, you're just gonna push them away. Agreed. And when my mom started asking me questions, I knew it was time. And I just said, I'm not answering that question. You're just gonna have to come to the gym. Brad. And she did. And, uh, and she's here and, and all I did for her, was modify the workout that we did on the board. And it was just a really, really, really watered down version. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I can do. And that's yeah. what I do. I started a longevity class. I have two members. I can't wait for it to be 10, but I'm gonna make the best of those 90 minutes that I get a week with those two members. And they're doing CrossFit. Yeah, it just doesn't it's incredible. Matter. 
it just doesn't look like what people think CrossFit looks like. But it's CrossFit. It's, I love it. It's actually a better version than what we're doing. Probably because we need to slow down. Right. Feeling, going fast sometimes feels good. Yeah. But, but it's just CrossFit slowed down. I love that passion in your voice just now. It's, <laughs> like, heck yes! <laughs> it's intensity at their level. Yes. Scaled to them. I love that so much. It's me meeting them where they are. Yes. Yes. All right. Last question for you. I'm super excited to hear your answer for this. Um, this is a Tim Ferriss question. So if any of you guys read Tim Ferriss, he asks this question a lot, and I love it. If you had a billboard and the whole world could see it, what would go on in it? If I had a billboard that the whole world could see. Assuming they could all read English, what would it say? Be kind or be quiet. I love it. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have something that's going to make the people around you feel better, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like that one better. That's a Ron White version. I love it. Hey, thank you so much for being on. Um, do you want to leave any book or podcast recommendations before so we close out? You can find me at coach underscore Ron underscore white on Instagram. You can find the podcast that I co-host life below parallel at belowparallel.co on Instagram. We're available on all platforms that you can find podcasts on. My book recommendation is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. I've known about that book for a really long time and I put it off for way too long. Just go get it now. Don't put it off. I don't care if you're in the middle of reading something. If you want to lead people, go read this book tomorrow, today. Get it in your hands now. And as far as a podcast recommendation, the one that I listen to the most is the Morning Coffee Podcast with host Rick Alexander. It's less than 15 minutes a day. And I listen to it every morning on the way to the gym to get my mind right before I go into the gym and give myself to everybody else. I've got to put something in my cup so I can pour out of it. Rad. Thank you guys so much for listening and, and for being here. This is podcast. Duh. <laughs> They're already here. So I'm glad that you had a different one. Right? Cheers to being here, guys. Thank you so, so much. Uh, as usual, Ron, and myself love to continue conversations. Feel free to DM us, say hi, uh, screenshot this episode, throw it on your Instagram story and let us know what you got out of it so that we can continue to create awesome content. And once again, just thank you guys. Thank you. All right.